This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, good morning, everyone. Uh, we heard the uh, deeply sad news about the passing of the great Mashkech, Rav Solomon. I actually uh, once met Rav Matasyahu, and I, I could uh, share with you a story um, okay. that I observed firsthand. There was a long line, he was a Sandik at a bris, and there was a long line of people who lined up afterwards to get a bracha, to say hello. And there was a man on the line, Rav Matasyahu told the man, apparently they were somewhat friendly, and the man and his wife had visited Rav Matasyahu and the Rebetzin the night before. And Rav Matasyahu tells the man, tell your Rebetzin that my wife very much enjoyed meeting with her last night. And I, I saw how the guy felt like a million bucks because uh, you could tell Rav Matasyahu was trying to make the guy feel good. You know, look what kind of good wife you have that my wife enjoyed enjoyed meeting with her. I want to share with you an idea that Rabbi Atasio, uh offers on this week's parsha. Moshe Rabbeinu has to run away from Paroi. Paroi tried to kill Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu flees the scene. And Moshe Rabbeinu comes to Midian and he sees that the daughters of Yisroi were being uh, harassed at the well. And Moshe Rabbeinu saves them. And they come to Ruel, and Ruel says, how do you make it back so quick? And she said, what do you mean? An Egyptian man saved us. Ish Mitzri Hitzilani. An Egyptian man saved us. So the Medrash wonders, what do you mean an Egyptian man saved them? Moshe saved them. Moshe Rabbein is not Egyptian. So the Medrash says the following mashal. The mashal is, there is a guy walking down the street, and... He gets bitten by a poisonous snake, snake, and he has to. He runs, runs to the water to save himself because he's he has to put himself in the water to heal his bite. And he comes to the water and he sees there's a child drowning in the river in the water, and he saves the child. The child says, "Thank you. If not for you, I would have drowned. I would have died." The guy says, "No, don't thank me. I didn't save you. The snake saved you. I didn't save you. The snake saved you." If not for the snake bite, I never would have come into the water, I never would have seen you. So too, the daughters of Yisrael say, Moshe, thanks for saving us. Moshe said, I didn't save you. The Mitzri, who I killed, saved you. Because had I not killed the Mitzri, Pari wouldn't have tried to kill me and I wouldn't have had to run away. Don't thank me, thank the Mitzri who I killed. That's the Medrash. This is very interesting. Did Moshe Rabbeinu really mean that the daughters of Yisrael should thank the Mitzri who he killed. The Mitzri who he killed had no intention of saving the lives of Yisrael's daughter. The Mitzri who he killed, the last thing the Mitzri would have wanted was that Moshe Rabbeinu should have uh, saved people on his account. But nevertheless, we see that Moshe Rabbeinu had a very important midah, says the, the Mashkech Ramat Solomon. Moshe Rabbeinu never took credit for himself. If Moshe Rabbeinu could deflect credit to a primary cause, he would do so. This was the fundamental midah of Moshe Rabbeinu. The midah was, Ish Mitzri Hitzilani. An Egyptian man 
saved us. Moshe Rabbeinu would always say that it wasn't his achievement, it wasn't his accomplishment. Let's trace it back to the primary source, and that primary, primary, primary source was Ish Mitzri Hitzilani. Says Ramatasio Solomon, this is the real reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was chosen to be the redeemer and leader of the Jewish people. The Vilna Goin, in his commentary to the Agadah Shal Pesach, observes the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu is not really recollected or remembered in terms of his part in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We remember Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, that God took us out of Egypt. We don't remember that Moshe Rabbeinu took any part in it. In fact, the Klichemda points out that we don't really mention Moshe Rabbeinu's name in the whole Haggadah Shal Pesach. Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not really mentioned in uh, the Haggadah. Why is that? So the Gros has a very important idea that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu redeems Klal Yisrael, the Rebbe Hashem is trying to reveal His might, His power, His Yechoylas, His ability. And any Redeemer who would take credit for themselves would detract from the from the honor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what we say, the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Ani v'loi malach, Ani v'loi saraf, Ani v'loi shliach, Ani hu v'loi acher. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Only the Rebani Shalom redeemed us from Mitzrayim. Only a self-effacing man like Moshe Rabbeinu then could have been the instrument, could have been Hashem Shliach to take us out of Mitzrayim. Because Moshe Rabbeinu deflected any credit so that all credit would go to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says the Vilna Gain, this is what it means we say every day, Vayaminu Ba'ashem Moshe Avdai. They believed in God and not, they believed also in Moshe. They believed in God and they believed that Moshe was just a servant doing God's bidding. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu was chosen for the job. Because he deflected, he said, it's not my greatness, it's not my tzidkos, it's not my connection to Hashem. I'm just working here. It's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Vayaminu Bashem. They believed in God. Uvimoshe Avdai. And they believed that Moshe was merely his servant. That was the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu. Ramatasyo in the Matnas Chaim on the Mayadim, he points out, he points to the Maral, who teaches us in Perkei Avais, Kal HaOimer Davar B'Shem Amrai Mevigul Olaylam. Anyone who quotes his sources, anyone who says something over in the name of the one who said it, brings redemption to the world. And the Maral is uh, troubled. It's certainly a very noble thing to quote your sources and to attribute credit where credit is due. But why does Hashem bring Geula to the world only through someone who's Oymar Davar B'Shem Amrai? The Mishnah Perkei it's a, a Gemara in Megillah, learns this out from Esther. When Esther told Achashverosh that there was a plot to kill him, she didn't say, I discovered the plot. She said, Mordechai told me. Oh, Hashem says, you say something over B'Shem Amrai. That's, that's incredible. You're going to be the instrument of Geula. So the Maral explains that why this Midah is so critical in terms of bringing redemption to the world. Says Maral, when Hashem wants to bring Geula, Hashem wants everyone to recognize that it's His ability, His power, His Chachma. 
Only someone who quotes their sources and gives credit to others would be the appropriate vehicle for Hashem to bring redemption through them. Because if Hashem brings redemption through them, they're not going to say, oh, it was me, it was my righteousness, it was my holiness. They will deflect all credit to Hashem. So, if Esther, when telling the king that his life was threatened, said, no, king, I don't deserve the credit. Mordechai deserves the credit. He's the one who told me, oh, Hashem says, oh, you're, you have the ingredient needed, you have the midah, that is the requisite midah to bring Gula because you will never take any credit to yourself. Because Hashem wants all to recognize, Ein lanu melech goyel ela ota. You know, it's very interesting, Rabbi Matasil points out that when the angels who destroyed Sadaim, they tell Light, quickly, run! They say, we can't do anything until you get there. They sort of had to admit that they are powerless. Why? Chazal say Rashi quotes, because they took credit for themselves. When they said to uh, Light, run, we're destroying the place. What do you mean we're destroying the place? They're not destroying the place, God's destroying the place. Because they took credit and they said we're destroying the place, they were punished, they had to immediately admit it's not us. So, Reb Simcha Zizel asks, what do you mean they took credit for themselves? They said, Ki But the very next words are, Hashem, Hashem sent us to destroy it. So even though, yeah, in the beginning of the Pasuk, they said, we're destroying it, but they immediately said, we're, we're not doing it on our own, we're agents of God, so why were they punished? Reb Simcha Zizel says, he remembers, in the beginning of the Sefer HaChinuch, Sefer HaChinuch writes immediately that most of what he writes in the Sefer HaChinuch were taken from the words of the Rishonim. And it says Reb Simcha Zizel, you know, why did the Sefer HaChinuch have to immediately, in the beginning of his book, say, by the way, don't think these are my own chedushim, most of what I, I'm writing over here, I took from earlier authorities. Why did he have to say it right away? What's the big rush? And Reb Simcha Zizel says, he remembered that the big rush is that the Malachi Asharis, because they started and they said, we're destroying, even though they immediately qualified and said, we're agents of God, but for a brief moment in time, they gave the impression they were the ones doing it, so they were punished for, so to speak, giving the impression for momentary, the momentary impression they were the ones who were actually destroying Sadaim. Says of Simchazisol, I was astounded by the righteousness of the Sefer HaChinuch. That he could have written in the middle of the intro that most of the things he says comes from the words of the Rishonim. He could have said this toward the beginning. No, immediately, first thing, he says, most of what I wrote comes from earlier authorities. He, the Sefer HaChinuch didn't want to be guilty of what the Malachim were guilty of, giving even a fleeting impression that they were the ones who were actually accomplishing and therefore, says Rav Chazisu, he was astounded by the great righteousness of the Sefer HaChinuch. And this was a great midah Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, the most humble man who ever lived. 
always attributed credit not to himself but to a primary source. So when the daughters of Yisroi said, were asked by their father, how did you get here so early? So they said, an Egyptian man saved us. Where did they get the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu was an Egyptian man? The answer is, Moshe told them, it wasn't me, don't thank me. It was the Egyptian man that I killed. And this is how Moshe Rabbeinu explained it. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say, yeah, thank the, the dead Egyptian man who I killed. He's responsible for saving you. No, Ramatisio explains, Moshe Rabbeinu told them, do you think it was my goodwill that saved you? Hashem orchestrated things for you that just today I should kill an Egyptian man and have to flee and run away from him and I should encounter you so that I should be able to save you. So what he meant was, not don't thank me, thank the Rebbeinu Shalaylam who made me come across an Egyptian who I had to kill to save another Jew so that I could inca- see you today and save you. Moshe Rabbeinu would always tell people, don't thank me. Look and recognize and appreciate the Hashgacha Pratis of the way Hashem set things up for your benefit. This was the great Midah Moshe Rabbeinu. This is why he was Zoycha to be the Moshean Shal Yisrael. And friends, don't think it's a coincidence that Ramatas Yahu passed away this week when we learn in this week's parsha this great lesson that the great Mashkiach, Ramat Solomon, taught the Jewish people. Okay, Rabbi Say, have a great day. Please join us tonight at 8.30 for a fantastic shir. Of course, it's not from me. It's from my Kaddish Baruch Hu. But please join us at 8.30. Um, same uh, venue. And uh, we're going to speak about the burning from the burning bush to Har Sinai. Really amazing topic with the amazing chedushim from Ramat Asiel Solomon, Zechot Have a great day, everyone. Kol Tov. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.